Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. Um, on today's episode, I have Chip Nellinger from Blue Reef Agri Marketing. Chip, how you doing today? Hey, real good. How you doing, Casey? Good, good. I've got Regina Nargis and Aaron Phil with me as well. And today we want to talk to Chip and get his uh, perspective on what's happening in the marketplace since Thursday when the WASD report came out and, and how the markets reacted uh, in the last couple days. Yeah, well, we got uh, a real friendly report in the, in the case of corn. Uh, pretty big uh, cut in the carryout due to increasing demand. It cut the carryout all the way down to uh, 2.1 billion and change. So that's um, uh, you know thinking back towards harvest time frame, the market was expecting something north of two and a half billion. So this demand is really picking up in corn. Um, we had a really strong day on Thursday when it came out. Friday, a uh, little bit of uh, you know of, of a down market because of uh, a big move lower in wheat and beans. So we kind of stabilized things today. A lot of this has more to do with uh, weather in South America, uh, as well as some um, precipitation chances uh, for the dry areas of the plains. So that's what's kind of driving things right now, uh, more than the, uh, the WASDE report from uh, last week. So what happens um, if this weather that we're talking about coming in towards the end of the week, what's going to happen if that weather um, forecast doesn't pan out and there's no moisture in the forecast anymore? Well, if the, if the, right now it does look like the market is assuming that there is going to be some rainfall in Argentina, uh, anywhere from one to two inches of rain in some of the drier areas. It's probably too late to, to really do much as far as adding bushels to them. If they totally miss that rain, though, um, or it's way less than expected, the bean market will take back a lot of what we lost um, on Friday and probably be blowing into new highs very shortly. So, you know, it's, it's at this point now what actually happens. The market is expecting some actual rainfall. The issue is, though, whether it rains or it doesn't, you know, we, they know that they've done damage to yields, and, um, you know, it's going to take till the, the combine start rolling down there to figure out really how much yield damage there was. And as a secondary part of that, there, there is maybe a small chance of some rain in, uh, in some of the dry areas of Kansas, Oklahoma. That's less, um, I, I would say, less confidence in that forecast. So uh, although the market uh, got hit a little bit at the end of the last week and overnight last night and in the morning, the wheat market reversed and actually closed higher. So I think the wheat market uh, kind of is is questioning whether it's going to rain or not and, and probably um, believes that it, it actually isn't going to materialize in the plains. Great. So looking out for the rest of the week, do you have any, any, any big, big thoughts maybe going into what might be uh, some winners and some losers? Well, Thursday, we, uh, you know, every Thursday is the export sales report, so the market's going to look at those export sales numbers Thursday morning. Uh, especially corn, we've had a really strong pace the last 10 or 12 weeks uh, to make sure that can keep going. And also, they're going to be watching pretty closely on the case of beans, whether we're seeing any additional demand here that would normally material, whether that's beans, outright beans, or soy meal that would um, you know, be the benefit of a, a lower crop in, in Argentina. So export sales on Thursday morning going to be a big part of this. Obviously, the weather forecast and how much it actually rains in Argentina is going to be part of this uh, going into the midweek and, and the end of the week. And, uh, and then ongoing, um, you know, a two-week forecast as far as the plains go, as far as wheat. So it could end up being a pretty volatile week here. 
you know, mostly based on uh, weather and whether we get some export sales confirmations of, of some big numbers on corn and, and beans on Thursday. Of your clients that you have down in the Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas area, and in, in the reports that you've been reading, how much of the of the wheat has not actually come up this year? I mean, they have a, they have a hard hard and fast estimate of that. Uh, yeah, I, that's hard to get a, a, an actual estimate. There is some of that. Uh, there's some with very poor stands right now. For sure, moisture would help. Uh, you know, help some of that come. Um, and you know, I don't know whether that would uh, end up making anything. But I think it's a little bit too early to tell. That's what the market's trying to figure out in its mind right now is, all right, is it going to rain? When's it going to rain? For sure, if, it, if you got some rain here in the next three or four weeks, it could definitely um, help what's there and, and um, you know, really add some yield to that crop. But the, the clock's kind of ticking for them. And if you don't get much more rain, there just may not be much of a crop in those areas. So that's what the market's going to try to dictate uh, or, or figure out as we go forward the next several weeks is, you know, how much abandonment is there going to be in the wheat? How much uh, does it rain to help yield? And, and what is the actual potential for final yields there in Oklahoma, Kansas? What do you see happen with the, uh, the cattle market because of this? Well, we've already seen, uh, I think, some big numbers on the cattle and feed report the last, um, the last couple of months as far as placements go that uh, would be wheat, you know, pasture calves that just there wasn't anything there. They went directly on feed. Uh, instead of uh, going out on pasture. So I think we've already seen that a little bit, which is pressured uh, or, or shown some extra supply there. Um, you know, in the very short run, though, I, I think the cattle market's probably looking beyond um, what's happening as far as wheat goes. And uh, for sure, watched the corn report from last week and, and saw that that was friendly and probably a little bit of a different scenario than we've been faced with the last two years in corn. But more importantly, there is a lot of supply out there. The, the last uh, seven or eight cattle on feed reports have shown increasing supplies. And so um, although the cash market is still fairly firm, it's off the highs, but still, still fairly firm, uh, the market's looking ahead to bigger numbers. And uh, really, any bounce you see is met with pretty heavy selling pressure in cattle. So uh, it's a pretty ugly scenario right now as far as the, the technical picture in uh, both live and feeder cattle. Last report I saw, there was the uh, looked like everything was positive going into the to the close here today. So you think everything's going to stay that way, and we're going to end up positive for the day? Uh, as far as the cattle go, you mean, or the, well, or the grains? Grains. Yeah. So so um, yeah, we had a nice reversal in uh, in wheat um, and and closed well. Beans kind of came off the overnight lows as well, um, and uh, and corn was you know kind of roughly flat. So. All in all, pretty good performance is that they're getting, you know, beat up a little bit on Friday. But they may have overdone it, um, you know, being Friday and anticipating some rain. So, you know, probably took a little bit of that uh, uh, of that rain back. And now it really just becomes how much is it actually going to rain in Argentina. That's going to be important this week as you go into the end of the week. Back to the wheat thing real quick, Chip. Um, with with as dry as it's been for as, as long as it's been in the big chunk of the wheat belt there, how long, I mean, do you have a guesstimate when that's really going to have an impact on the market? Because, you know, given the fact there's wheat everywhere, there's plenty of it, is there, what kind of time frame do you think if, if the weather doesn't shape up for those guys that there will be an impact and will it be enough to matter? Yeah, 
that's a, that is a loaded question. So I think there already has been some, some impact on price, right? We're, we're off the lows, and the funds who had uh, basically a record short position, they've come out of that short. They're still a little bit short Chicago wheat. They're net long Kansas City wheat. So it has already had an impact. Uh, but what has kept the lid on it is exactly what you said. There's tons of wheat in the world. There's, there's a lot of old crop wheat supplies um, here domestically. And there's a lot of wheat in other parts of the world, and there's no real major uh, weather problems um, right now in other parts of the world. So, um, you know, I think if you get uh, four to six weeks, they call it uh, uh, about this time uh, in, in April, mid-April, third week in April, and they haven't had much more um, precipitation there, then I think it becomes a much bigger issue. But the, the rally, so we, if that happens, we likely haven't seen the highs yet in wheat, but it will be muted a little bit, which normally maybe that would be enough to push us well over $6 um, in, in Chicago and maybe six and a quarter to six fifty in Kansas City. That's probably going to be muted a little bit by, uh, you know, 20 to 40 cents um, because of those big supplies that we have left. Right. And if it's ten dollars and you don't have any, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's true. Too. Unfortunately, um, it, it is a case where you know we obviously we have some domestic demand here uh, from the feed and and food side of the equation. Our exports haven't been very good. That's really something that struggled. And there's plenty of wheat in other parts of the world. So, and unfortunately, the world wheat situation can withstand a supply shortage. The, the problem is it's going to be out of the plains. And if you're sitting there in Kansas, Oklahoma as a producer, it's not a very good situation because, number one, your, your yield's going lower and you're not getting as big a price boost as what you really need because of all this supply in other parts of the world. So now, a year from now, it will start mattering. But unfortunately, in the short run, due to the supply situation, uh, the, the rally rallies can come. There can be higher highs. But I think it will be a little bit muted because there's there's plenty of supply out there. Has the market reacted any to the uh, signing of the iron and or the steel and aluminum tariffs? Has that been a has that done anything to the to the commodity markets at all? I'm sure the outside. Yeah, market, it's, it's caused a little bit of choppiness um, in uh, in some of our grain markets. I don't think it's doing the livestock markets any favors. That might be part of the reason every bounce you see. Uh, and, and cattle and hogs have been sold. Um, so there's a lot of concern there on the livestock side that uh, maybe some retaliation will involve uh, pork or beef. Um, there have been some fluctuations and some, some pushes lower in the grains, but some of the weather issues right now uh, are overshadowing that. But this is definitely a concern. Um, you know, you just have to take it as it comes and, and figure out who's going to retaliate with what product, you know, it'll come. You just don't know for sure what it will be. Um, and, and the good news is, you know, in the case of China, um, they, they might talk up a lot that it's beans, but they have to take some of our beans. They're, they're, they, can't, they can't source enough out of the southern hemisphere, especially with the, the drought in Argentina. They've got to take some of our beans, um, uh, you know, Mexico and, and corn, not that that's a tariff issue, but a NAFTA issue. They almost have to take our corn as well. They can try to source some from other areas, but it, it's just, you know, logistically, they, they almost have to take it from us. So 
If there is an overriding concern on trade, whether it's NAFTA or retaliation on these tariffs, so far it hasn't affected the grain markets. I think it's been a little bit of a, of a negative drag on our livestock markets, though. So um, there's been a lot of talk with the ethanol tax credit and the RFS. Um, that's kind of a big panic, I think, in any corn grower right now, is that if that would go away, what would happen to, to the market? Um, can you kind of expand a little bit on that and where that may or may not be heading? Yeah, so that would be a huge deal. Um, the biggest uh, concern right now isn't that they're going to change the renewable fuels um, standard, the, that number, the, the blend amount, but they backdoor it um, by changing the, the RINs program, um, in which gets a little complicated and, and complex. Net-net, that's going to be met with heavy resistance, obviously by like, you know, groups like National Corn Growers, and, and they have um, you know, a lot of people, a, a big voice uh, with, with the lobby there. And so I think it's been pretty clearly put to the Secretary of Ag as well as uh, higher up the chain to President Trump that, hey, this is part of the reason, um, you know, that I guess is inarguable, really, that you're in office is um, the, the, the ag sector in the heart of the Midwest. And so it, it is a fear, like these trade issues, the tariffs and, and NAFTA, that there is a fear. Uh, there's some talk on that. But I think there's been enough of a voice that um, they, they see past that and, and don't do a lot. But you never know. That's the fear on this thing. So it's almost like um, like the trade issue, the tariffs, and, and that. You almost just have to wait till it happens. The market will react negatively if they do mess with that. There will be an immediate um, uh, court battle if they do change that because um, – you know, that's that's a law, and so they can't just, you know, with the drop of a hat, um, you know, not follow the, the letter of the law. So if they do something, there's going to be a huge court ordeal, and it may be way down the road that this thing gets figured out, um, but you just have to take it as it comes. Right now, the hope is they don't do anything, that it's a lot of talk, and that cooler, calmer heads will prevail. Uh, and, and, you know, everywhere from, I think, the president on down, certainly Secretary of Ag, uh, has a lot of people in his ear in the part of the Midwest here saying, hey, that would be a really bad deal. So my hope is, fingers crossed, it's all talk and that uh, they decide not to do anything or make any changes there. Yeah. All right, Chip, I think that's going to wrap it up here. Uh, if guys want to get a hold of you, how, they, how can they find you? Yeah, best way is just call our office at uh, 309-550-7213. And uh, we also have a lot of information on our website. That's www.blueriefinc.com. All right. Well, Aaron or Jeannie, you guys got anything else before we shut this down? I don't think so. All right. Well, Chip, thanks for being on the program, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. You bet. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks.